Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a message from Andrew Flaxman. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Amen. Wow. How are we this morning, church? We're going well. Who thinks we have the greatest church in the world? Only a couple of hands went up. Put your hand up if you're listening. Good. We can, uh, can, we, can we give our worship team an incredible job? Incredible job, incredible hand. And I can, who can feel God here this morning? I'm really excited to be preaching here this morning. I can feel God here. And uh, who knows it's really, really exciting when you can feel God in the church. Bridget, how are you? Good. We can take our seats whenever you can. Thank you, band. You're amazing. Thank you, Jilly. I, uh, I got asked to preach this message a little while ago, Thursday, and uh, we we're preaching on faith. And you would think that in, in church life, that, uh, I think I have a spider web on me, that, uh, oh, it's just a hair, uh, Jilly's hair. Everywhere I go, Craig, everywhere I go in my house, there's always this hair everywhere. Yeah, I won't say what I was about to say. And uh, no, but you think in church life that, especially C3, that we just always talk about faith. But we do, but we also, we don't talk about faith as, as much as we, we probably could. So this morning, it's, we're talking about faith this morning. And uh, my message is called Faith in God, Seven Steps to Faith. Because who, who loves faith? Who loves hanging around people of faith? People of faith encourage you, don't they? They lift you. You sort of walk into a room and you feel a little bit negative or whatever, and you hang out with someone who, you know, carries faith. And all of a sudden you, you, drive, you walk out and go, whoa, I think I can, I can do it. And uh, this morning I just want to go through, uh, in the time that we had this morning, just seven things that I was praying about it. And uh, it's, you know, I'm sure there's a thousand steps to faith. I don't know, but... I was praying about it this morning, uh, a while ago, and uh, I feel like God gave me these seven steps. Who brought their Bibles this morning? Who reads their Bibles? Who doesn't read their Bible? Put your hand up. Who is that? You? Nobody. Uh, who's had their Bible for 12 months? Who's had their Bible for 12 months? Two years. Five years. Who's had their Bible for like over 20 years? Over 20 years. Martin, you've had your Bible that you're holding for over 20 years. Is that right? Show me it, Martin. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Uh, what do you call that thing that you put your Bibles in? It's a what? A man. <laughs> How good is Dave Spring? What a legend. Dave Spring is a legend. We love Dave. I uh, remember those. Put that thing up again, Marty. Remember, um, remember back in the, when was it? It was like back in the mid-90s. Everyone had one. <laughs> is that right? Who used to have a Bible in an awesome case? And you just rock it around, you got all your pens, and then, you know what, it's like a deal. If you had an awesome case like that, you'd open it up, and you have those tabs, you know those tabs that everything's in, and the preacher would go, Ezekiel, you go, Ezekiel, bam, I got it. And uh, no one has those anymore, do they? Tabs, they're not cool. And those cases, <laughs> Garth has them. No. <laughs> of course. Oh, no, but you're, you're, uh, you're, yeah, you didn't put those in. 
And we used to spend hours at home trying to get them in. You have to get them in the right order like that. And then they go down like that. And you get one out. Who used to have those tabs? Aren't they amazing? Hasn't the church moved in such an incredible way that uh, we don't have those anymore? And those incredible, I mean, practically those, those cases, we really should carry our Bibles around in those cases. Because I say, who's got a pen? We go, oh, we don't have a pen. And who's got a notepad? We're, you know, we're carrying all these things. But anyway, we've got too much pride now, except for Martin, to carry ourselves around in. It's okay. Okay, can we grab out our notepads and our pens this morning? I want to encourage you to uh, take notes or, uh, I don't know, get your iPad out and take notes on your iPad. Don't pretend you're taking notes then be on Facebook saying, hey, what did you do? Oh, I wish I was there. And uh, no, be here. Who secretly is on their iPad but they're really on Facebook doing weird stuff? No, just go, just no. Don't put your hand up. Okay. You're the pastor of the church. Do not put your hand up. You never do that. Now, I want to go through this morning uh, just the seven steps to faith. And I'm sure you enjoy this. I'm going to pray before we start. Lord, I thank you that you are, God, you just are amazing. God, that you are incredible. God, every time I read the Bible, God, it blows my mind on something else that I had no idea about. And God, that you are unbelievably huge and massive and in control. And God, I thank you so much that this morning we're going to uh, go on a journey together and, and learn more about faith and about you and about how the whole thing comes together. In your mighty name, amen. Okay, so this morning I just want to go, the first thing, I just wrote, wrote it down, then I want to sort of talk about it. The seven steps of faith. As I see it, the first thing we're, we're talking about faith this month, the first thing, the very, 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 very first thing we need to know about faith is that God is absolutely huge. God is massive. God is enormous. The first thing we need to, you know, you see these people, they say, hey, I stepped out in faith and did this. And we, we look at them and go, whoa, you, you did something. Wow. And their revelation of the Lord is that God is huge. Like the Bible says that the earth is the Lord's footstool, that God sort of kicks back and he's got his feet up. It's like this little earth and he's sitting up there. Like God is in, the Bible says in Isaiah 40 verse 12 that the Lord measures, you know, the whole thing of the span of his hand. Like that God we, the first thing we need to really get a revelation of, not just a, oh, yeah, yeah, I know God's bigger, but an actual, you know, heartfelt revelation is that if we want to move in the realm of faith, if we want to be actually faith people, we have to un- understand that God is unbelievably huge. There's nothing too hard for God. It says here in Romans 4.17, it says that God is the one who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. God can do anything. If something's not there now, or well, it doesn't matter because it can be there tomorrow. It can be there in five minutes. It can be there one minute. Because if it's, you know, God can, it's not that you might have a problem. You go, oh God, it's stupid. But God can sort it out in about one second. The Bible says in Mark 9 verse 2, if you can believe, all things are possible. If you can believe, all things are possible. Now, dear, for us to be able to step out and to believe God, we need to know that God is, you know, never-ending. God is, God is like, oh, he's not worried about, hang on, if, if he steps out, maybe, maybe it's not going to happen. Maybe, no, you know, the Bible says that all the silver is mine, all the gold is mine. God owns all the cattle on a thousand hills. God created the whole thing. And for us to be people who go, well, I'm just going to step out in faith, we need to actually, number one, know 
that God isn't nervous about our economy. God's not nervous about who's doing this or who's doing that. God sits in heaven just going, this is awesome. We, you, we, you know, the, the earth is my footstool. I, 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 the, I, I, my hand spans the whole thing. That's number one. Is that okay? The, the first thing in faith is that we need to know that God, that's who he is. If our revelation of God is that, oh, God's like this little God, and uh, if I step out, you know, maybe God will get up enough strength to fight the devil, and maybe it'll happen, but oh, probably not, because God just, you know, sits in his little castle. No, we need to know that God is just far beyond all, all of that, all of that. God, if God says it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Is that okay? Number one, God is large. Good. Number one, good. Done it. Point number two, seven steps of faith. And this is really, really important that we actually need to know God. We need to not just know about God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go to, yeah, yeah my parents got to, been, been out of church for years. My parents, oh, and I've, yeah, I go to SG. I love it. It's amazing. You know, I'm not asking if you come to church. I'm not asking if you have a Bible. I'm not asking if your parents go to church or, or whatever. Do you know God? Point number two, seven steps of faith. You, we have to know who God is. We have to have a, the Bible says in Genesis that Enoch walked with the Lord. What an amazing, what an amazing time just to, to be able to walk with the Lord. And do you know when you know God in a way that's so personal? It's like when God says it, you go, I'm doing it. I, I, you know, there's no second, there's no second guessing it. There's no, you know, oh, maybe he didn't say it. Maybe, oh, maybe I got it wrong. No, that we actually need to know God. And the deal is when we know God, we actually learn to, to, to understand that God is really good to us. Like God is good. And, you know, uh, yeah, God, God is, you know, we see so many Christians out there these days, they go, oh, I have to go to church. And, oh, God, I have to do this. But the deal is it's like you don't have to, you get to. It's like God, just everywhere I look in my life, it's like God's blessed that and blessed that. And I step back and go, God, I, I'm undone at what you've done for me. Like you, you, the Bible says, and it says here in Psalms, that God gives us the desires of our hearts. God's a good God. You know, it's like, oh, well, one day I, I want to drive a Porsche. And God goes, well, that's the one thing you're never going to get. You, you know. No, it's the opposite. It's like God gives us. God, he says, God says, you want to drive a Porsche? Bam! And then, you know, I actually do want to drive a Porsche. You know, not the new ones, but, uh, Daniel, but those, uh, you know, the old ones, like the awesome ones, where it's like, they get, you can't, they should be sold with like a scarf so that Julie can sit there and, and driving gloves and, you know, we can go through a mountain, she just throw it in the air and, no, you know, there's, I want a, I want an awesome one, I like a red one. I actually, um, spent Friday afternoon in the office just, um, looking up old Porsches and, uh, who does that? He just pretends that they're working. You work it hard, oh, yeah, I'm flat out. Uh, 97, yeah, 90, yeah, yeah. And uh, who wants to drive a Porsche one day? I think that'd be awesome. And uh, I just want to have a whole stable of cars, to be honest, Dan. And me and Dave Spring are going to get a troopy. We're going to get troopies. We're going to slowly race them because they don't go fast. But God gives us the desires of our heart. That's who he is. He doesn't say, well, that, you know, you, you want that, or you never, you know, or, or the people, the people who aren't in, in, in church, they get whatever, they can go and get whatever they want. But us Christians, oh no, we never get what we want. No. The Bible says here in Hebrews 6, without faith, it is imp- impossible to please Him. Well, that's obvious. But it says, for he who comes to God must, Hebrews, Hebrews 11 verse 6, if that's, God is anonymous, we need to know Him. No, it's good. 
Thanks. Um, can we just put up Hebrews 11 verse 6, if that's okay? It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. God, that makes sense. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. When we sit in church and we're singing songs, we've got to know that we're not just singing songs to the worship leader. Like we're not just singing, oh, you're amazing, yeah, Jilly, you're doing a great job, or, you know, uh, oh, yeah, the, you know, the drummer. And the, we're not singing to them. We have to actually know that God is there. We're singing to God. We're not singing to nobody. Like there's just not nobody there. We have to actually believe that God is there. It you know, might, might be a huge revelation to some people that God is actually there. But when we come in, it says, God, is, we're, we're singing to God. We, God's there. We're not just singing to, to nobody. We're singing to the Lord. And it says in verse 6, it says, believe that he is, that God is actually there. And that he is a rewarder. God is a rewarder. That's who, that's who the Lord is. So, you know, everywhere we go, I'm expecting God just to bless me because that's who, that's who, what he does. That, that's who he is. Every, you know, we go into this thing, oh yeah, God, you've blessed me. And we don't sort of keep it, we sort of keep passing it on, but God is a rewarder. That's what he says about him. And, uh, you gotta know that. The Bible says God gives us richly all things to enjoy. You know, I, I'm not apologetic for wanting to drive an awesome olden days Porsche in years to come because God gives us richly all things to enjoy. And when we drive down the street, you want the neighbors to go, God, I don't even know what it is about that guy, but it's like this blessing is just upon him. And isn't it crazy when you see all the people through the Bible that God used, they just have this supernatural thing on them that just God just blesses them and blesses them. Why? Because God is a rewarder. That's who he is. We need to expect. We need to change our mind that God isn't this guy in heaven with a beard, like with a big school ruler trying to, you know, get you didn't do. No, but God's looking for ways to reward. God's looking for ways to bless our lives. God gives us richly all things to enjoy. Isn't that good? Point number two, knowing him. There we go. Point number three, seven steps to faith. Faith always stretches you. Always, always stretches you. If you look at the guys in the Bible, God came down and says, Noah, you're awesome, you're amazing, but guess what? I want you to build like a huge ark. And Noah goes, well, hang on, what? It hasn't, why? And God says, trust me, Noah, I'm telling you, it's going to rain. And Noah goes, what's rain? And God says, look, this water's just going to come from heaven and fill the earth. And it's like, if you've never rained, if you've never seen rain, that would be a pretty hard thing to convince someone that was actually going, oh, trust me, like, you know, like big water's just going to, water's going to come from the sky? Anyway, and so, so, so God says, no, I want you to go out and build an ark. Do you know that faith, you know, it stretches you. It's like, well, yeah, I don't know how that's going to happen. I mean, you had to go down to Bunnings and buy like, he goes on the door and says, oh, yeah, I just want um, like, I don't know, 40 billion tons of timber. And the guy goes, oh, 40 billion tons? No, what do you mean 40 billion tons of Oh, yeah, like, um, God told me that, you know, you're all sinners and that. And, uh, I don't know, like, me and my family are the only righteous ones. I don't know, but, you know, God just, he just wants me to build like an ark. And, and you can see, like, Noah just out there, you know, everyone's driving past or riding past and their donkeys or whatever. And, you know, you can see Noah and his family making a huge ark. Like, it stretches you. It's, it's like you can't hide it. Like, it, it enlarges you. And uh, you imagine, you know, there's a thousand examples in the Bible that God says, I want you to do this. And it's like, well, hang on. And the deal is, 
if it doesn't involve, if God asked you something that didn't stretch you and, and ask you to enlarge, you wouldn't need God to be in the equation. If God just says, hey, I just need you to go out and, uh, you know, change this, move that chair to there, so well, I can just do that. I don't need you. To. But when God says, I want you to do this, you go, whoa, uh, yeah, I don't, it's like, well, then you wake up nervous and you go, God, you need to be with me. God, I'm building an ark. You need to be with me. God, I'm, I'm believing, God, I, you know, and, and it says here in Isaiah 54, enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch. And your curtains rise. Do not spare length in your cords and strengthen your stakes, for you shall expand to the right and to the left. Stretching is never comfortable. And so it's a point where a lot of people go, yeah, God, you're amazing. You're huge. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I know you. I knew you. Then God says, go and do this. I want you to give this much. I want you to speak to that. I want you to go down there. And we go, oh, well, hang on, that's too hard. It's stretching me. It's, it's, it's my line. I can't do it. But then you look at all these guys, like the, the heroes of faith that we talk about, Elijah, you know, took on 400 prophets, stretching, huge, enlarging. Never done that before. Took on 400 prophets. And, and you know, what happens if he didn't come? He was going to die. And then we look at Peter walking on the water, like stretching. It's like enlarges you, enlarges the inside of you. And David and Goliath, David, David you know, uh, goes down and he's just a boy. He's a boy. And he takes one of these huge giants in front of everybody. There's no second chance. There's no, oh, I just, you know, I just pretending, just having a, you know, no, no I didn't really mean it. Goliath, you're, you know, I'm just going to retreat back. No, you know, no, that's it. You got, you know, enlarges you. And, and it's like, uh, it's, it's, it's never one of those places that are easy. And it's one of those places that God, I believe God's always trying to enlarge and always trying to stretch because God wants us to be bigger people. God doesn't want us to stay as little people. God wants us to be, you know, it's taking on, you know, David took on a lion and then God stretched him to take on a, a bear and then God stretched him to take on, you know, Goliath and then God stretched him again to take on this thing and then that thing. And then you see how the pattern of our life, it just goes like this. Is that good? Making sense? And I'd rather take on a man, to be honest, than a bear. I don't know if that's stretching in the back. On the wrong way, I don't know. It's like, I mean, the wild, there's Goliath, there's a bear. I'd definitely go towards Goliath. I would not want to take on a bear. Okay, point number four. Seven steps to faith. Point number four is encourage yourself. Encourage yourself. Uh, faith always encourages. Always encourages. Faith, you know... Faith, faith is not the, the, the person that walks into the room and is always doom and gloom. That is not faith. You know, I preached about this at Yars, that when someone walks into a room and, and they sort of change the whole thing, Yars, by the way, can I say, Looking Cancer is doing an amazing job at Yars. It's incredible. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have remembered, except for that little, ew, but anyway, yeah. But uh, Yars is incredible. Yars is going so well, and it's such a cool vibe. And I was talking to a guy... Uh, the other day in the surf, and, and he said, Gee, your church is just incredible. This guy didn't even know our church. He said, Yeah, I love, you know, how's your church going? I'm telling you, the Yars ministry, young, I love that name, Yars, young adults. Huh. And uh, it's brilliant. Do you know those brilliant ideas? Yeah, I love that. I wish I had a, anyway, uh, you, know, you know those awesome inventions? You go, Oh, I wish I had thought of that. Then I'd be on my yacht. No, but. Uh, <laughs> Not saying that yas, you know, maybe, but they're doing a great job, and it's such a, isn't it? It's a, it's a pleasure to be able to say to people anywhere we go, "Hey, you're a young adult. Hey, our young adults ministry is awesome. 
Come, bring your friends to yards. Bring all your friends. Hey, you're a youth. Hey, come to SG. Yeah, SG ministry is amazing. Isn't it a great day that we can be so proud of our youth ministries, our young adults? Hey, you've got children. Come to church. Go to our children. It's incredible. And what a great church. What a great place to be where we've got this whole thing just sort of set up and going. It's actually working. But here, point number four is, is seven steps of faith is to encourage yourself. Because every time someone asked, every time God asked someone in the Bible to do something, the first thing he said was, fear not. Just don't, you know, don't worry about it. Uh, do not fear. Because when God asks us to step out in faith, the first thing we do is freak out. Whoa, you, God, you want me to build an ark? God, no. But we need to position ourselves and be someone that positions ourselves around people that can lift us up, can encourage us. We need to be the people that, you know, I was talking about the other day how, uh, you know, people learn guitar or whatever, and they go, look how good I am. I've never had a lesson. And I go, well, imagine how amazing you'd be if you'd actually had a lesson. Like, we need to be, yeah, we need to be the people that don't, I'm so awesome, I've done it all by myself. Well, that's crazy talk. Like, that's ridiculous. Find someone bigger than you. Find someone who's been there 10 times over and position yourself underneath them and you go, hey, just tell me. I don't know. I'm just, you tell me what I need to do. And then the same token, when we go somewhere, we pull people up. We don't pull people down. Why, why would we pull somebody down? When we go into, you know, you know those people when they come into your house, they come into your room, we all go, oh, God, you know, see you later, fun. See you later, excitement. Here comes Mr. Doom and Gloom. No, fight, encourage yourself and be a puller up. The Bible says that uh, Psalm 37 verse 3, Trust in the Lord and do good. That is good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. We need to feed on God's faith, feed on God's word. What does God say about me? The Bible says that I can do all things. I can do all things. Through Christ, I can do all things. Now, encourage yourself. I love that. And because I believe the people who have stepped out are so nervous. They're so nervous that, you know, they've got faith and they've got this thing. But, you know, isn't it a great person to be somebody just goes around and says hey you're doing an incredible job hey you're amazing hey you know you're exactly who god wanted you to be you're doing such a brilliant job and you walk isn't it, you when someone says that to you you walk away and you go wow if he sees it then maybe it's true maybe it's true maybe i am doing a great job and i was in a meeting the other day and it was like a big kind of meeting and and I was with my dad, because I love my dad. He's awesome. And uh, he's a bit crazy a lot of the times and doesn't really communicate that well. And anyway, sort of you talk to him and he's doing something else. And he just says, yeah. And then you do it. And he says, what are you? Anyway, I told you about that. No, you didn't. And uh, a lot of arguments. But no, uh, true. But, uh, you know, I, I love that when someone, someone who's been there, who's done it, who has the scars, who's beaten the battles, who's got to where they go, they look at you and I say, hey, you're going to do it. Andrew, you're going to do it. And it's like, oh, it puts so much faith. It puts so much, you know, uh, inside of you that that's who we are. When we see somebody who stepped out, some guy's believing that he can, you know, sow this and receive this, we go, you can do it. We can be the people that encourage people. And the thing I was saying, uh, the guy that I saw in, uh, when I was serving, he said, your church is amazing. It's incredible. And I thought, I was driving this one. I thought, isn't that a great thing that some person comes to our church once or twice and leaves and has great memories? Hey, your church is amazing. And I thought, well, why wouldn't it be? Because we're the people who encourage. 
Why wouldn't they want to come to our church? Because we, they, they go away going, wow, I think I can do this. I think I can do that. And that's who we are. We never pull people down in the church. We always send them out and say, you're amazing. You know, God be with you. God's going to bless you. That's who we are. Is that good news? Point number four, encourage yourself. Okay. Point number five. That's good. Point number five. And I love this about faith. People, people say, yeah, I'm a man of faith. Oh, yeah, I've got this. And we go, oh, okay, great. What are you believing for? Oh, I don't know. Like, you know, nothing. I just believe that God's big. And I go, that's awesome. And I, you know, and I sort of walk along, that's great. But I believe that faith has purpose. We, we don't just have faith for the sake of having faith. Oh, I've got heaps of faith. Oh, awesome. What do you do with it? Oh, I don't know. Nothing. Just, you know, just chill out at home, believing. You know, no. Faith has purpose. Point number five is to make a goal. Make a goal. This is really practical, I know, but make a goal because faith has purpose. And uh, it says here in Habakkuk, write the vision, make it plain. That he who, re- who, who that he may run who reads it. Do you know what he is? He is you, the guy that wrote it. Do you know when you write a goal and then you read it, you go, I can do this. Oh, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. That says here, goals in writing are dreams with deadlines. So many people out there dreaming. I'm just, I'm going to do this. And you go, great. Oh, I'm going to go and do this. Oh, amazing. And then they forget it in two weeks. It's gone. But point number five. Faith, seven steps of faith, make a goal, a one-year goal, a two-year goal, a five-year goal, whatever, you, whatever you've got to do, and then read it again. Put them up somewhere. Who puts, I, I have my goals written everywhere I go, bam. Because the Bible says that he may run who reads it. That's me. I'm always, I need to encourage myself every day. You can do this. Come on. You can do it. You've got the faith. You can do it. And I make a goal. Write it. Write it down. Don't just think about it. Actually write it down. Speak it. You know, you might be a builder. And you've built one house this year, but my goal for next year is to build five houses. Oh, I can do it. I can, I can, build, I can see. And then the next point is, is to pray at God. I, want, I thank you that I built one last year. It's amazing, but I want five this year. And then to see it. Do you know that if you can see it, if you can see it, you can do it. If you can see if you can get your head around the whole thing and see it in there, the image, you can move towards it. You can do it. You go, I built one last year. Uh, one house last year, I want to be five this year, so I'm going to need like 20 guys, four teams, four houses. Okay. And then you can sort of work backwards through and actually get there. Make a goal. Write it. Speak it. Pray it. See it. Move towards that image that you see. In that, that image in five years' time, okay, if I'm a builder, I want to build five houses, if I want to do this, I'm going to need an office. So that's my, that's my goal for five years. I'm going to need an office. And I'm going to need guys underneath me, so I'm going to have to go get more guys. And then I'm the guy who does the deal, so I'm probably going to have to lose my tradie looking clothes and get like a, a suit jacket at least or something. I don't know. But then, you know, that's sort of moving. Could you move towards what you see, don't you? So we need to set goals for ourselves that stretch us and enlarge us. We go one year and two years, that's where I'm going to be. Is that making sense? Is that good? Okay. Okay, it says here, your world, your, your worlds, your words create your world. And that is true. The Bible says here in Jeremiah, the Lord, Jeremiah 1 verse 9, then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, behold, this is the Lord speaking, behold, I put my words, God has put his words in our mouth. Do you know what happens when God speaks? The Bible says in Genesis that God said, let there be light. And there was light. So when God puts his words, his words, in my mouth, my words create my world. Making sense? 
So I would never go around and go, oh, gee, I'm a loser. Oh, oh man, I'm a loser. Or, you know, gee, I've got no money. I just never have any money. Why do I never have any money? No, my words create my world. God, I'm a winner. God, I, I never lose. I always win. Oh, it's amazing. No matter what I do, I just continue. And man, I am loaded. Have you seen, have you seen my bank account? It's like a billion dollars. It's amazing. Because our world, our words, you can just, you can, you can speak to, you can create your word negatively. Oh, my, my family's horrible and oh, I never want to go home. And, oh, my job, it's going nowhere. No, turn it around. Your words create your world. Hey, I'm amazing. Hey, my job, I'm going to be like the prime minister in five years. It's one of my goals. I know it. You know, maybe if you're Daniel Moy, you could be prime minister. One, can we stand up, Daniel Moy? One of the most incredibly sexy men on the Central Coast. Stand up. Give us a 12. Can we put some funky music on? There it is. Thank you. That is okay. He is. He is one of the most amazing. And uh, that's what we do. We see ourselves. We see ourselves moving towards that goal. Okay, point number six, two to go. Point number six of the seven steps of faith. And I love this one. And uh, th- th- yeah, we can, we can hear about it. We can know God's big. We can know, you know, I, I, I know the Lord. And then, and then what was number three? We can stretch. Yeah, I'm stretching. I got all this faith and I'm encouraging myself. Uh, I've written a goal. I know what to do. Yeah, amazing. Point number six is to step out. We actually need to step out. To go and actually do it. And do you know that Peter stepped out of the boat? There was 11 other guys there. 11? 11 other guys there that didn't step out of the boat. And Peter did. He stepped out. And the thing is, Peter walked on the water for a little while. That was okay. Then he, then he sort of sunk and he made a mistake. But do you know what? Making mistakes is amazing. Making mistakes is great. Like you'll make a fa- when you step out a lot of times, you'll make a lot of mistakes. Something won't work. This will work. I was talking to Jess before saying that I've started, uh, I started two other things that just didn't work. And you put all this advertising and promotion and do all this kind of thing and you put it out everywhere. This is going to be amazing. Oh, I'm so excited about this. And it just nothing. You go, oh, didn't work. I've got another idea. And then you just do this one and you step out again. That's like you fail, you, you win. You fail, you win. But it doesn't matter. You just step out, and you step out, and you step out, and you, you fail, then you step out again, and then you get success, and then you step out again, and then, and, and then you fail, then you step out again. It doesn't matter. Is that okay? I love that. Step out. Point number six is to step out. It says here, beaten passer for beaten men. We need to make our make a new way. Just just go somewhere. Do something amazing that no one's ever done. Just step out. Say, oh, I don't. You know, you've seen yourself doing it. So I'm just going to go and do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to man up, and I'm, I'm just going to go and do it. And it says, I love it, we're coming to Origin, and this is really cool. And one of the, who loves Origin? Who thinks the Blues can win this year? You have faith. You have faith. Who thinks Queensland's going to win? Oh, less than New South Wales. That's unbelievable. Nobody. Every, nobody. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I said, I saw, I remember watching, uh, game two. I don't know what it was, like the decider. And when Brad Fittler was, uh, captain. Who loves Brad? Anyone? It's my hero. And, uh, he was down like five, ten points to go, five minutes before the end. And, and anyway, they were fighting and fighting and fighting. They lost. They lost. They didn't, they didn't get there. And, uh, the hooter went and they lost. Full time, they lost. 
And uh, anyway, they had, um, they had the guy come up, the commentator, and he said, so Brad, did you think you could do it? Did you think you had your 10 down, 10 points down? It was five minutes ago. Do you think you could do it? He goes, yeah, of course. Of course we could do it. And the thing about faith is it never quits. Faith never quits. You know, and I'd rather lose with faith than lose without faith. You, yeah. And, and I love seeing, you know, that faith just never quits, never quits. Oh, I took a hit. Oh, I, got the, oh, I, got the, I don't care. I'm coming back. And you know, people of faith just come back, don't they? It's like, oh, he got taken down there, but he came back. And he's back. And uh, there's tons, there's fight. There's so much fight in someone who has faith. They just don't, they don't roll e- over easily. They don't quit easily. It's like God just sort of injects you and you just sort of go, oh, I don't, I'm doing it. I don't care. If a thousand people say, hey, you can't do this, I'm actually going for it. And the last one, can I invite the band up? Because I think we're nearly out of time. Or just, what do you want to do, Joe? Band? Yeah, the whole band. Come on, band. Move. Go. Right now. Every time, can I invite the band up? It's like this awkward. Next time we invite the band, it's like, and when someone's phone rings in church, you see them take off. And that's how the band should be when they come up. And uh, yeah, anyway, you're doing a great job, Ben, by the way. (laughs) Incredible job. Amazing. Love the stage. Love it. Okay, the last thing that uh, point number seven of uh, seven steps to faith, and this this is really powerful is that faith grows. Faith grows. You'll step out once, it'll be little. You you might, you know, you've done it. God will go, well done. Good on you. Well done. You know, but faith gets bigger. Faith just continually gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's little steps. It's little, little, little steps. It's not like, you know, David asked, King, the, the Lord asked David to fight a, best, fight a, a giant straight away. It's like little steps. Little, little steps just continually get bigger and bigger and bigger. Before you know it, you know, I stepped out here 12 months ago, but now 12 months down the track, I'm stepping out three times the size, and it feels the same. Like there's, uh, It's like God has enlarged my capacity. God has enlarged inside of me. And faith, it's like a muscle. It grows with, with use. And uh, that we, we are faith people, and that we, we need to be in our world of faith and always... We're letting it grow on the inside, reading our Bible, praying to the Lord, doing what we need to do to let faith grow. And I can say the most frustrating thing about being a person of faith is that you always see yourself 12 to 18 months, two years down the track. Like you're always going towards that goal. That's one of the most frustrating things about being a person of vision and faith because you're never in the now. You're always down there. But one important thing to learn is that we love where we are right now. We're not, we, although we have the faith for down the track, this is where we are. We love where we are. We're happy where we are right now. Is that making any sense? We act in faith. We move in faith. We encourage. I'm just going to run through them one more time before I invite Pastor back up. But seven steps of faith. Number one, that God is unbelievable. We need to have that revelation for ourselves. You need to go home and do whatever you need to do to get that revelation inside you that God is large. Number two, that uh, we need to know the Lord, know how good He is for us. God is a rewarder. For those who deal, he's a rewarder. He rewards. He says it's a constant blessing, blessing me. Point number three, faith stretches, always enlarges, always, always makes us, you know, do something we didn't, oh God, I need you on this one to move forward. Point number four is we need to encourage ourselves and put ourselves in a position, position where we can be encouraged by bigger people. Bigger people have been there a thousand times, encourage us up and also encourage other people underneath us. So important. Point number Five 
is to make a goal. Just don't be someone who has heaps of faith but does nothing. Set a goal. Make it, you know, aim towards that goal. Amazing. Point number six is to step out. We need to step out. Step out. Step out. Step out. Just do it now. Step out. Don't don't die wondering. Oh, I could have done this. Oh, I could have done that. No, no. Don't die wondering. Step out. Don't let anything hold you back. Just step out. If you fail, it doesn't matter. If you win, awesome. Either way, step out. And then you stepped out, step out again. Just continually step out. Number seven, faith grows. Just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And it grows. Can we stand before we close? I just want to pray. Lord, I thank you that, uh, God, we are people of faith. That's who we are. God, you've given us faith, God. And I pray, point number seven, God, that faith grows, it grows, it grows, it gets bigger and it gets bigger. And God, we'll be stepping out in in, in 12 months' time. We'll be stepping out in bigger ways than we thought we could ever, ever possible. Because, God, we, we took your word. And God, we, we, we believed your word. This morning, I pray that, uh, Lord, that you would inject faith right now, God, and vision right now to these people. God, that they would see themselves in 12 to 18 months in a huge way. You know, maybe they're living debt-free or maybe they've started a business or maybe they've got kids or maybe they've, you know, I don't know, got an extension, got a pool, and I don't know, but they're living in a, in a bigger way right now. God, I pray that you would stretch us to believe, God, for an amazing life right now. God, I pray, God, for faith just to come, God, to encourage God, faith to wash over. Big faith to wash over this place. God, we are the head. God, we are not the tail. We are the head. We win all the time. I can't, you know, I win besides even me being involved. God, you just make me a winner. When I make mistakes, I still win. I don't know how, but I do. God, I pray right now for faith just to wash over us. Come on, we just, just pray for one moment. God, faith to wash over this place. God, that we will walk out of this place with a bigger faith, enlarged. God, stepping out, always stepping out. God, right now I pray that there's some people here who want to step out. They want to do it, but they just won't. God, I pray right now that they'll step out. God, tell me unlock and they go, God, you're amazing. I'm stepping out regardless. God, I'm stepping out regardless right now. God, I see people get earning more money. I see people in in, in great houses, I see people who think they couldn't own a house. God, they're owning has they're, they're stretching to own a house right now. God, I thank you for situations. God, you're a, you're bigger than anything. God, you can change a situation in one second. God, right now, God, we're prophesying. God, faith over people. God, we're prophesying. You can do it. God, you're. Oh, I can do all things through Christ. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3tugra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.